X21.5 reads, When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey. And they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city and kneeling down on the beach, we prayed. Hello, and welcome back to Think This Way, the podcast of Faith Bible Church. My name is Bryce. I'm one of the pastor elders here. I have another. He is known far and wide. (laughs) I mean, near and not too wide. (laughs) By his great grisly voice, I have Andrew Walden with us. Andrew, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me for a non-controversial or depressing topic. (laughs) You appreciate that? I do. I do. I subconsciously took that feedback, and I have you on for... Although... You don't know. That's the thing in ministry. You don't know if it's non-controversial <laughs> until later. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the how I offended somebody. Somebody send him an email. Yeah. <laughs> somebody tell him. No. Well, we're talking about prayer this quarter, and I wanted to have a few episodes that are, all of them I hope are practical. That's kind of the focus of the podcast is to talk about very practical things in the course of a few minutes. But I want to talk about really, really practical things Today's episode is called On My Knees? question <laughs> mark, And we want to deal with the posture of the body when we're praying. Because you may not want to think about that, but you have to because you have to do something. You're either going to have your eyes open or closed. You're going to be kneeling, sitting, standing. You have to do something with your hands. So we want to think about that. As I was thinking about this subject, I thought about a person referenced in Ian Bounds who has just some really remarkable books that he's written about prayer. But I don't know if you've read Ian Bounds. It's, he presents a great ideal, <laughs> but he's, I mean, his ideal is pretty high up there. For example, he gives uh, a pastor whose name was Payson, that's his last name, Payson. This is what Bounds said, quote, Payson wore the hardwood boards into grooves where his knees pressed so often and so long. And that is inspiring, I don't think I'm ever going to be that pastor, but there he was kneeling so long. I had heard, I was just talking with Andrew about this. I wasn't going to share it because I feel like it's mythology. I don't know this is true, okay? But I had heard, I think, that someone said of David Brainerd that he would go out and pray on his knees in the snow and his prayers would be so fervent that just by the power of body heat, he would melt a circle around him. <laughs> I said, that sounds like legend. I'm not sure that's true. I don't even know where I heard that. But when you hear these things, it can make you feel like, oh man, am I even praying if I'm not melting snow and wearing grooves in the wood floor? I, On a practical level for myself, I do remember once in college, in my slightly misguided zeal, I probably thinking about these stories I've heard, it's like, I'm going to pray outside. But uh, at USI's campus, there's not a ton of places you can be outside privately. I mean, so I remember I finally, it was a cold enough day that everybody's mostly inside because it's cold. And I went into one of the buildings, I think it was like the language arts building. I went behind it and there's like a little patio and there was a little area around the corner. Nobody's out there because it's very, very cold. So I said, okay, I can go out here and pray in private. So I go out there to pray. I'm convinced I have to do it outside in the cold to beat my body into submission. (laughs) And it was just really miserable. That's all it was. And when I came back inside, I remember trying to wash my hands in warm water because they were like frozen. And that's when I learned don't do that (laughs) because they turned ghostly white. And I was like, am I about to lose all my digits? So all that to say, 
I don't know if you listening to this have thought much about the subject of the posture of your body. I really have and wrestled with it throughout my Christian walk, which is why I'm so glad that Andrew finally now is going to settle it for me. (laughs) But seriously, I was going to start by asking you, Andrew, is this a subject that you've wrestled much with before yourself? What posture or postures do you use when you're praying? So I'm sure this is very much just my, goes with my personality and everything, but no, this is not a subject that I have I've really <laughs> wrestled with. Friends. However, I can understand why it would be for somebody. I mean, if you think about the magnitude of what we're doing in this this situation, you're talking to the creator of everything. You're talking to the creator of you that knew you before the foundation of the world, before you even created anything else, he already knew who you were. And now you're in communication with him. So I can understand why people would wrestle with this, of wanting to make sure you get it right. For me, I would say that my posture probably 90% of the time is sitting. We have a a chair in our office uh, where I go to to do my quiet time. That's where I spend most of my time with the Lord. I'll start my day with a prayer there before I do my quiet time. I'll end it usually with a longer prayer of just the general day, things on my heart, things I know are going on in the church, things I know are going on with family and friends and things like that. And that's going to be me sitting. I would say probably the other 10% of my time is probably laying down before I go to bed or things like that. So it's not necessarily something that's always weighed heavily on my heart. But again, I, I completely understand why it would be for somebody. Yeah, <clears throat> well said. And I feel like what you're sharing there, Andrew, is probably reflective of for. I mean, maybe I shouldn't assume this. Most of us do most our praying sitting and laying down, probably. That's what I've experienced. I mean, maybe not everybody, but... Well, it's worth talking about, even if you are Andrew and you don't have to think about it, which is a great, probably a great blessing. <laughs> but some of you are Bryce's. I apologize for that <laughs> and uh, have thought about it. I thought I would just make a few comments. One is... Uh, just the more general question of does the body matter because that plays into this whole situation and then secondly I just real briefly want to mention in the Bible itself what are the postures presented there then we're coming back to Andrew with some questions the first thing I wanted to observe was this kind of question of does the body matter when we're praying like there could be a feeling like it doesn't even matter if you sit you stand whatever totally irrelevant has zero relevance whatsoever I would hesitate to come to that conclusion. I think it's very fair to say it's not the most important thing. But does the posture of your body matter? If it didn't matter, why did God give us bodies? So I think so long as we are, which will be forever, connected to bodies, there'll be a temporary separation when we die if Christ hasn't come back, but then we get reunited to our bodies again. I think some of the downplaying of posture with our bodies Some of it's a good reaction against what you find in more formal religious contexts like Roman Catholicism. You've got the little kneely things you got to kneel on. And so I think, yes, when it's human traditions of what you do with your body that are required of you top down, yeah, I don't really support that personally. But that doesn't mean, as we're reacting against that, that doesn't mean that we should completely negate the value of thinking about what our body's doing while we're praying because our bodies matter, and probably a lot of people listening to this have heard about, even not too long ago when we were going through First John here, that the New Testament is set in a context where Gnostic Greek thought was very prominent. And John is writing against these Gnostic false teachers. There's so much to Gnosticism, you can't get into all of it, it's so complex. 
But one of the consequences of it, if you will, on a practical level, was that the Gnostics following Plato basically tended to downplay the body because they downplayed anything physical. So if you go read the life of Augustine, who is a few hundred years after Jesus, he was really wrestling because he was a teaching philosophy, but he was really wrestling with this idea of body. And he couldn't even imagine God because he was just thinking of a body stretched out forever. And he was part of a cult, a Gnostic cult as well, called the Manichaeans. You can look that up. But the idea of Gnosticism, it would downplay the body. The body doesn't matter. In fact, they would say the body is bad. It's bad. What's good is the spirit. And we have a spirit wanting to get out of the body. And so that had a great influence on thought back then. But interestingly, it can still have an influence today. Not that we're Gnostics. But sometimes in our quest to be spiritual, we can go like, well, the body's irrelevant. If anything, it's just a hindrance that we just have to put up with. There's a sense to that in this fallen world, but the body's good. The body's good. And God gave us the body for a reason. And even when we're praying, the body matters. It's not irrelevant. It is a hindrance because we're fallen, but it's not irrelevant. So that's my little comment that the body does matter. And so posture matters. You can see this in the Bible itself because here's just a few postures that I'll present in the Bible. There's not just one, there's a few. So I started with Acts 21.5 where they went out, this is Paul and I believe that's the Ephesian elders, they went out and knelt on the beach. There's a nice little scene there and they prayed, but specifically they were kneeling, literally just bending down on their knees on the beach so you have kneeling. 1 Kings 8.22, famously Solomon's dedicating the temple, and he stands. He stands and in fact spreads out his hands toward heaven and prays on behalf of the whole nation. So there's kneeling, there's standing with arms outspread. Don't worry, Andrew. Look at this one, Nehemiah 1.4. He hears that Jerusalem is in disrepair. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So he's sitting, sitting and praying. One more, Matthew 26, 39 is Jesus in Gethsemane, and he goes and he fell on his face and prayed. So we would call that a prostrate position where you fall down on your face. All right, so there's various positions given, the body doing various things while we're praying. But that brings us to this very important question, especially after what you've said, Andrew. Andrew, help us know, is it okay for us to be praying while we're sitting? I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we discussed this before uh, the podcast, and I, I don't, I mean, we have examples within the Bible of people praying while they're sitting. Um, yeah, I think that it is okay for a person to pray while sitting. I also think that we can very quickly fall within that war, that realm of legalism to say that if, you know, the Lord's not going to answer your prayer if you're sitting. You know, talk to uh, Johnny Erickson Tata. What do you do with that situation where she literally has to sit? Like at that point, where does your legalism fall into place with this? I think that the position of our body pales in comparison to the position of our heart when it comes to prayer. I think that we often can get off track and focus on things such as the position of our body, when in reality we see time after time after time in the, in the Bible that the position of our heart is vitally important to everything that we do. So I, I've pulled a few. So you see in Proverbs 4.23, keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the spring of life. 
you have in Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Matthew twenty two thirty seven, And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. In Hebrews ten twenty two, Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. And then you have... That, that famous verse in First Peter 3, 7, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of all grace, of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. So the, the position of our body, you know, if, if it's helping you focus your prayers, yes, focus on it. Focus on it all you want, as long as your heart is also in that fixed position to know what you're doing, to understand that your heart is being poured out to the creator of the universe at that moment. So the, the position of our, our bodies, like I said, secondary, pales in comparison to where our heart should be. So why we need you on here, Andrew, because here I am saying, your body matters in prayer, <laughs> and here you are saying, but not too much. And you know what? Don't worry, Andrew. Look at this quote from C.S. Lewis that brings our worlds together. He said, this is when Lewis was older, and I assume as an English man, older, 1900s, kneeling's probably rather difficult. I'm not, I don't know how Lewis looked or if he had a belly or whatever, you know, but, but he said this, kneeling does matter, but other things matter even more. Look at that. That's like us <laughs> together. He said, a concentrated mind and a sitting body make for better prayer than a kneeling body and a mind half asleep. So I think we're in good company, that the body does matter, but to your point, and your point's very important because someone's being persecuted and they're chained to a wall. And if you believe, oh, I can't kneel, God won't hear my prayers. So you say, uh, it doesn't matter, just pray. So your point's very valid. All right, one other question, burning on the minds of all children six and under. Do we need to close our eyes when we pray? Should we have our eyes open when we pray? Should we have them closed? What do we do here? It's burning on the minds of all six-year-olds and all of their parents. <laughs> yes, that's more what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, this goes to that heart issue. I think, you know, with me personally, my eyes are closed. That's because I know my heart and I know my mind. If my eyes are open, I'm going to be focused on anything and everything around me and not what's going on. Even... While you're preaching, you may look at me while you're preaching, and I'll be staring at the floor. It's not because I'm not paying attention. It's good to know. I've always wondered why that was. No. It's because my mind will drift and wander if I'm staring at the crowd, or even if I'm staring at you. I fix my eyes on something else and listen to the words. So whether or not your eyes are open or closed, the importance is your heart and your mind being focused on the Lord in that moment. Seems like the summary of this entire thing is really... Find the posture of body that is best going to support your inner life of prayer. Is that fair? Is that accurate? Yeah, yeah I would completely agree. Yeah. So for some people, if your body's healthy, and I, I even think culturally it differs because I remember going down to Clarkston, Georgia, when Michaela was doing some missionary training down there because there were so many people from different countries there in like one apartment complex. So we'd be at the apartment complex near where she's staying and you would see a lot of people from third world countries out there and they were like smoking a cigarette, but they were in a squat position, 
even older people, like much older, but they were in a squat position for a long time. And it just stands out because like, I can't do that. <laughs> None of us could do that. So probably in that culture, it really wouldn't be much issue to kneel because you're quite used to it. In our culture, we sit. I do remember um, we had a dear Russian brother who was here and he had some Russian friends. This was a while ago. And they, they took great issue with Faith Bible Church because we sit on our bottoms while we pray. They thought that was disrespectful to God. Not necessarily. So piece of it's culturally. What is going to best support? And so I think some positions of the body, if you're physically able and it's not too much of a distraction, for me, kneeling suggests a lordship and can be a help for focus. Sitting or even this prostrate, biblically, often uh, that would portray like a kind of desperation. I've prayed a lot like that when I'm desperate on my face, just praying to the Lord. When we're standing, it does suggest like with Solomon in front of the nation, sort of worship corporately even. So whatever helps your mind to focus in on prayer, do that. But maybe be open to new positions of prayer that you haven't thought about before. Maybe you're listening to this and you just have one way of praying and it is sitting. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. But maybe that's the only way you think people can pray, or perhaps it's kneeling. You might, on the other hand, feel very guilty because physically it's hard for you and you get distracted if you kneel or what have you. You may have thought before in those ways, but may God help us all now, by His grace, to think this way. Mm